cats actually have, their purr is a healing frequency. If you have a, a dog or a cat who's anxious, you might want to ask what's going on with you. All right. Hello, everybody. This is Deborah Lee. We are talking to Leslie Nace, and this is being recorded for Journey Through Health and Wellness, the podcast, as well as it will be posted onto Natural Holistic Anti-Aging with Deborah Lee. And as I have spoken about prior, part of being healthy and anti-aging is body, mind, and spirit. From a spirit perspective, that means emotions and energy. And the reason why we are talking with Leslie today and how this is all related is because your emotional state of mind is very important. I spoke about before how happiness and joy, especially joy, lasting joy, is a major factor in determining longevity. So your health, your longevity, your wellness, and a major factor in thus anti-aging. Many of us have engaged in pet ownership during the pandemic, and that kind of speaks to the importance and power of how a relationship and love with an animal will positively impact our lives. And we're going to explore that further with Leslie. So welcome, Leslie. Thank you, Deborah, so much for having me on your program here to share with the folks. And yes, pets are definitely about living longer, anti-aging, and they make you happy and full of love. Yes, definitely couldn't agree more. I have a dog myself, as well as we have various fish here, mainly because of my son, who is 13. He is definitely an animal lover and is the one that has pushed us to get so many pets. We also had a guinea pig earlier, but unfortunately with old age, the guinea pig has passed on, but we we still have the dog and two fish tanks here. Uh, You know, uh, our pets don't live as long as we do. And so we deal with those emotions as well when we have a lifelong commitment to our, our pets and those four-legged creatures who, who share our lives. But it's part of the process. And I'm so thrilled to hear that your son is a lover of pets because children, if, when they learn the love and the connection between a pet, they carry that on into adulthood. So, you know, I commend you on, on having that in your own family. Yes. And he, he's definitely a very empathetic child. And I think it is important, like you said, to kind of cultivate that empathy in a child because they're born with it. And the more we can bring that out in them, I think the, the better they will be as an adult in this world. Yes, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that, you know, our animals, especially dogs, you know, they have these expressive faces that just look empathetic. You know, you don't feel well, the dog comes over, the cat comes over. Cats actually have, their purr is a healing frequency, but the dogs are ones that come close that you reach out and you can kind of hug them and, you know, and they, they just feel like they're reflecting, which they are 
in quantum energy terms, they are reflecting our emotions and our well-being. And that goes for the very young as well as for the very old or people who are unwell. You know, mm -hmm. animals add to their well-being just by being around them. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I do want to talk more about that before we get too much into this, because there's so much to talk about here. I do want to introduce Leslie properly and read a little bit about her bio. So Leslie, as I mentioned before, is a shamanic healing practitioner who helps people and pets share their lives, see their own potential to bond and connect on a deeper level through intuitive animal communication. And we're gonna talk a little bit more about what does that mean, intuitive animal communication. So we are connected, Leslie and I, through a quantum energy class with Jean Houston. And we'll talk a little bit more about that quantum energy. And Leslie is also a bit of a psychic medium. So we'll also talk about what does that mean? Over 30 years, Leslie has helped countless cats, dogs, horses, and other animals, along with people, access their innate energy for healing. And this is to restore balance physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. She served on the board of Second Chance Animal Shelter, where she did sessions for unusual cases, specializing in raising motherless kittens and caring for feline mothers with kittens. She also served on the board of Spirit Hollow, a center for transforming consciousness where she taught animal communication workshops. That sounds very interesting. So we'll hear more about that. Leslie is the author of Who Paints the World? A children's book that she co-wrote with her daughter, Rebecca. Leslie is the creator of Intuitive Animal Healing and to discover more about her work as a healer, coach, online educator, and to engage her for speaking opportunities, you can visit her website, intuitiveanimalhealing.net. You can also follow her on Facebook under Intuitive Animal Healing for people and pets, and on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn as Leslie Nace. So again, welcome, Leslie. We're so blessed to have you join us. So let's talk a little bit more about this. How did you get started in intuitive animal healing work? Oh, you know, when I was, I grew up in the country. So I, I'm in the state of Vermont here in the U.S. Um, so it was typically outside country kid. We had moved into this great big old house. There were five and kids in the family. My brother went next door he knew uh, the kids there. Next door was a quarter of a mile away. And he came back with his tiny, scruffy, little calico, dark calico kitchen, uh, skinny little thing. And the minute I was like four years old. And so the minute I held that in my hands, I was like in love with this, this cat. And she, her name was Missy. And she ended up being very personable and she would follow me around. She slept on my bed. Um, I, I really think of her as an early teacher because if she went outside, I followed her. And later on, when she became pregnant, she would sleep on my bed and, and chirp all the time. 
and I thought nothing of it. And I woke up one morning, I was, must have been, oh, probably about five and a half or so. And I saw that there were a litter of kittens and I was so excited. I picked up one and ran into my sister's room and said, look, a kitten. She said in her sleepy voice and being older, great, go put that back. Um, so, you know, that was kind of my introduction to animals. And then I had a variety of cats and dogs and even a pigeon at one time and all sorts of things in my life. And I always ended up talking to them and feeling for them. And I think those natural, I know that those natural abilities, a bit of psychic abilities came through partly because of the old house and things that went on. But later in life, I was always searching different healing modalities. I was always drawn to energy work. But it wasn't until I met two folks who were shamanic teachers that were starting a center in the area about half an hour from where I live that I was thinking, maybe this is the path I need to go to. That being a really long story in some ways, the shorter version is, is that on a dark and stormy night, I ended up going to listen to a talk that they were given. I was late. I walked into this courtyard. I heard this owl hooting at me. And I stopped because I always stop if I have an animal talking. And I thought, owl, this is really intriguing. I walked into the lecture. We did a demonstration of a shamanic journey, which is drumming and quiet and, and peaceful. And they guided us through the journey. And I knew at that moment, this was the healing modality I was looking for. This was my foundation. And later I found that owl was the totem symbol for Spirit Hollow, where they lived. And so that's how I started my journey into shamanic healing modality. And then just my natural talents and abilities came, kind of blossomed, I guess you could say, throughout that. Wow, what a story. That, that really is actually a story that belongs in a, in a book, it sounds like. It sounds like something that should be made into a book or I could even see it like a, a Disney, um, you know, movie. You really did a great job bringing us in and using all that imagery to bring us into your journey. So talk a little bit more about shamanism. What is shamanic healing and what is shamanism? Well, uh, shamans are an ancient technique and ancient, ancient people. They are like your medicine people of a tribe. So men and women alike would study many, many years. I call myself a practitioner because I have not gone as deeply as some of the indigenous tribe people go into and uh, devote their whole lives. But what it is, is that there are in, in this belief, there are kind of like three worlds. So we live in the present day world right here on earth. There's, there's this world. And then there's what's called the lower world. And that is a, more of a sense where you might feel more of your animals and um, journey. How do I say that? I always think of kind of going, if, let me use this. Here's, here's a tree growing, all right? So you get the tree trunk right here. 
And a shaman might follow the roots of the trees to go deep into the earth. And that's a very natural place where you're going to find those power animals that will help guide you and other guides that will be there. But then the third world is the one that reaches up to the heavens. And so you, a, a shaman might go follow the tree up into the third world. And that's where you're going to find more of your etherical guides, uh, your angels, your entelechy, and those spirits who were there to guide you as well. And so you get different wisdoms from different places. And sometimes you don't know which way you're, you're going. Most of the time when I do animal communication, it is through the, the lower world that I journey in. Wow. And you've been doing this for 30 years? Probably over 30 years now. Yeah. Over 30 years. Wow. That's amazing. So you talked a little bit, or you mentioned quantum energy and then telekey. So for those that may, may not know much about quantum energy and then telekey, could you talk a little bit more about that? What is it and how does it relate to shamanism? You know, I'm so thrilled about quantum physics. And I love this question, Deborah Lee, because there are so many people who think that what I do is kind of that woo-woo factor. And it's not woo-woo anymore. It is the bringing of science into the, the spiritual, the unknown, because quantum physics, quantum energy talks about how we are all made of light and energy. And it goes into those particles and waves that we're made of, that energy that we all deal with. And it's a great way to, it's a framework, if you will, for people to understand how things work. Now I'm gonna relate this to a life with a pet. So any of you who have a pet out there or any of you, even just if you don't have a pet and you look out and watch the birds, it's what happens outside your world is often mirrored back inside. So may use the example of anxiety. If you have a, a dog or a cat who's anxious, you might wanna ask what's going on with you because they will mirror what is happening with you. And in quantum physics, it's kind of called entanglement that we're all entangled together and we all that energy works together. So if you start to heal within yourself, you'll find that your environment calms down and heals within itself as well. And so you have more well-being and more energy within you. Is that helpful? Yeah, that, that totally makes sense to me. And I have, um, I know I've mentioned this to Leslie because we are in a quantum group together, but my spiritual background is Christianity and I've been studying centering prayer for a long time. And that comes from the Catholic tradition with the Catholic monks. And it's really, you know, someone that was a Franciscan monk that had been the, that is the father of centering prayer. And so that really relates with everything that we're talking about, because everything is um, energy every we everything is god we we 
and I don't want to get too uh, philosophical here, but, you know, we do learn that we are made in the image of God. The divine is in us. We are part of the divine. And so, and everything is, is energy. We've learned that in school where we studied science and physics and anatomy, atoms. So atoms are vibrating energy. So at the very uh, smallest atomic level, it's all energy. I remember in, I don't know when it was, maybe middle school, learning about that. And I thought, wow, that's really neat. So if everything is vibrating at an atomic level, then there should be a point in time where, you know, you could theoretically, you know, penetrate that because it's just, it's movement vibrations. And that ties into, I think, what we're learning from a quantum physics and quantum energy standpoint. And now let's talk about how is that related to shamanism? Well, it, it just as you said, everything is energy within the shamanic world. So shamans have always dreamed the world. When something goes on in the, in the world, they put forth it as either an individual and working in your center or as groups. They go to a, a I, I want to say a dream world for most people to relate to, but it's more than that. It's, there, it's again, those different levels of where they go, but the healing begins within them to heal and to work with the na uh, natural rhythms of the earth is the best way to say that. So quantum science has gotten, you know, science in itself can go deeper and deeper to look at things down to fractal patterns and know that the darkness is still there. Those are things that shamans have known for ages. They have known that in order to change energy or change the vibration, they've understand how to walk in that world and to make a difference in the world through their journeying and through their dreams. So it really connects and it, it excites me that people can now, whether it's religion or whether it's um, shamanic practice, uh, or whether it's, you know, just science into itself, epigenetics, and it, it's a way of understanding and how things are all coming together. Mm -hmm. Yes, now I agree. Everything is coming together. There is one truth, and there's many different ways to approach it, but there is one truth. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your sessions. What does a typical session look like? And then I'd like you to give us a way to communicate with our pets. Okay. So let's first talk about a session. All right. So when people contact me, and there's many, many different reasons, they, they might have a pet that's anxious, they may just want to check in, maybe they got a rescue pet, and they want to have it balanced and aligned and find out, you know, is this okay? Are they all right? There's also the end of life, which is a big part of the world of the work that I do. 
in helping people come to terms with that and the pet comes to that. So the first thing they do is they will email me, they'll sign up, and then they email me the name of the pet, a photograph of the pet. And I usually ask whether it's male or female, because it's kind of funny when you have spayed and neutered animals, the original he, she, there is no, you know, and I don't think of that, but I want to make sure that when I address the pet parent that I'm using the right pronoun. So I always ask that. So I get that. And then I talk on the phone with the person and right before I would talk on the phone with a person, I open up the session. That means that I would prepare myself. I would look at the, the photograph, make contact with that, that animal, and then start doing some healing work. So when I'm talking to the person and they're telling me about their animal, I am always, it's like envisioning the animal is in, in front of me. I see it like on a screen. And so I'm doing healing work. I am scanning the energy body of the pet itself, finding any hot spots, and I may clear that energy field. And I also balance. Now I will balance um, past and future, bring it into the present, but I balance the, the four directions as well on, on the, the energy field. So electromagnetically, that's being done all the time that they're talking to me. And on that mind's eye screen, I will see when they ask a question, I see images of the pet. I feel things within my own body from the pet. I may see other people or scenes or you know, a variety of, of different ways, but I'm mostly sight myself, although I do hear and sometimes I laugh at myself if I get a whiff of a smell that I'm like, gosh, I got to get better at flower essence or something. <laughs> you know, as I start describing what this smells like, and it often is some kind of herb and it will, if it doesn't come to me in the session, it'll come to me later. But then I close down the, when the, the energy starts to dissipate and the, the pet is pretty much done it's feeling like that whole screen then backs away and kind of disappears and they close the, the session down. Okay, and so what kind of feedback have you received from your, your clients after a session? You know, it depends. In the shamanic work that I do for healing work, I can be used on people or pets. So many of us will have like blockages or objects that are in our our field and I had let me think of that that was a dog I had a dog recently who was experiencing some seizures and hadn't had one in a while so I went along her spine and I found what looked to be like an icicle that was hanging outside but it was like pointed into your spine now that's just an energetic object. And it doesn't mean that I go into, wow, how does she get that or anything else? That mm -hmm. wasn't important. What was important was asking the owner and the pet itself if it was ready to release that. And, you know, as I released that and let it go, the owner was sitting with this pet who is very nervous, very uptight, 
And she said, oh my God, she just let out this big sigh. And now I think she's going to sleep. And as we continued to talk, that's exactly what her, her pet did was right in front of her, went to sleep because she was sitting on the floor with her. And during all the rest of the energy work that I might've done or the conversation, she was fine. And then, and she doesn't see her sleep deeply like that very often. That was part of the problem. But at the end of the session, as we're closing up, the pet opened its eyes, got up and walked away. And wow. she's laughing. She says, I think we're done. I said, yeah. <laughs> so the pet knew. And, uh, and so that energy work right there had an immediate impact on that pet. That's wonderful. It did. It did. And sometimes things take a little bit longer depending on what it is. There are different things that come up that I see. Now, like environmentally, I may see something in your household or something just outside in the yard. I may ask you questions. Do you have a transformer nearby? Are you near a busy road? I, you know, and there are other questions. If I look at the ley lines, which are energy lines on the, the earth itself that's running. Did you remodel your house? Has somebody in the household left recently? Or are you expecting something? You know, those are all kind of environmental things that even though you don't think your pet knows, you are thinking and processing those pieces. You know, just before we started this, my three dogs followed me upstairs and I have one who is, um, he's a special needs boy. And he is also my protector and he reads my energy. And I'm like, okay, do I have this already? And I have all set. And he had to be in my lap because he is going to be sitting here, leaning against me and going, it's okay, I got you. And he's the nervous boy. He's, he had a little brain trauma at birth and he's the, the nervous one. But so he recognizes that. And I had to breathe with him next to me and go, I'm okay. I'm really, you know, I'm excited. I'm going to do this and it's okay. And once I let out that, he was like, ah, jump down. I'm done. And That's they, amazing. They went downstairs. Yeah. Because we, we hear, I mean, news stories, even about animals that go into maybe a hospital and or therapy animals or a retirement home, and they have this, you know, special sense and they can go and, and bring care and healing comfort to people that may need it. Absolutely. So you asked me about uh, giving a, you know, a practical tip from a separate yeah. And mm -hmm. that's, um, this is whether you have a pet or not. This is an ancient technique that has been around so, for so long, but it's being revived by uh, Greg Braden, uh, the HeartMath Institute. Those are great places to look at. And it's a sense of finding yourself right now, put your feet on the floor, find yourself in a comfortable position. If you need to just move a little bit to relax your body, do so. And you're going to take your three fingers and you're gonna place them on your heart, all right? Where you place your fingers is where you place your attention. 
So your attention is in your heart. And if you want to close your eyes, you can do so. But for this, I'll keep my eyes open. And we're going to breathe in through our nose and out through our mouth. So we're going to breathe in very deeply. Ready? Inhale. And exhale. Again, a little bit slower and deeper. Inhale. And exhale. We'll do one more breath of inhale. And now really exhale everything out of your body. Just let it go where you're going, where you've been, and just be so fully present right there at your fingertips. And think of your heart. Feel the beat of your heart. And if you can't feel it, imagine that you feel the beat of your heart. Steady, strong, healthy. That's what you see it as just cursing through your body as it flows through the blood, all the life-giving force of your heart. And now as you're placing your attention on your heart, I want you to think of someone you love. It could be your spouse, your child, your pet. Maybe it's a flower. Maybe it's watching the sunrise. Anything that gives you joy, let it fill up your heart. And as you do, feel that heart getting stronger and bigger. Energetically, your heart is growing bigger and bigger. And you're feeling it outside your body and into your whole aura. It's filling up. Now, hearts, we usually think of love as being pink. So you can envision yourself and your heart covered in pink in that love. Now, as you have your eyes closed, in your mind's eye, look as if you have a screen in front of you, kind of like your TV screen. Now, I want you to raise it, just raise your eyes a little bit, still closed, but raise that up. Now, on that screen, I want you to see if you have a pet, one pet, bring that pet forward. If you don't have a pet, then bring forth a person. You're going to fully see them on that screen in front of you. And you're filled with even more love because you see them in front of you. And it's like they're smiling, whether a dog, cat, horse, or chicken, or goat, or pig, they're smiling or person. And what's happening now is their heart is growing as well. You're going to send like a tether, a thread of your love from your heart to their heart. So go ahead and send it out to them, to their heart. Watch it connect. Watch it grow. Watch them be even more thrilled than they were before. And now they're going to send you that same thread of love back. And it's a back and forth. It's a giving of your love and a receiving of their love. 
and just feel that connection, that bond has happened from the day you said, yes, please join my life. Please share in my life. And that bond will always be there till the end of their life and to the end of your life and beyond because life is eternal. Energy is always here and always surrounds us. And as you're both bathed in the love, I want you to take a moment, I'll be quiet, and see if there's anything that comes through to you, whether in sight, hearing, touch, taste, let it flow. Very nice. So you're going to start to pull your energy back, pull back that thread, and they're going to pull back the thread as well. And they're actually going to start fading on that screen, like they're stepping back, like they're dissolving on that screen. And that screen is totally disappearing. And now your, your attention is going back to yourself, back to those fingers that are placed there on the heart. And you are in this very relaxed, restful stage where you feel more energy, more of a healthy state of mind, more, oh, how do I say it? You know, more love of life in itself. And you start to feel yourself come fully back in. You may wiggle your toes, your fingers to start with, and then you fully start to feel the rest of your body coming back in. And when you're ready, you can just open your eyes and we'll say, welcome back. That is the beginning of what I teach when you connect and bond on a deeper level with your pet, with nature, or anything around you. So I hope you all enjoyed that. Well, thank you so much, Leslie. I thought that was wonderful. It was very relaxing. I feel so much more relaxed. And we need to learn how to master our own energy to control our energy so that we're not just, you know, flung around based on our environment. And this is a great way to do that. So thank you. I'm sure everybody listening will definitely enjoy that. How can people get in touch with you in the future if they'd like to follow up? Oh, Deborah Lee, thank you so much for asking that question. And thank you for, for what you said on that meditation. I, I totally agree. So, you know, you can go to Intuitive Animal Healing. Just Google that. You'll find my website there. And there should be a place where you'll sign up for like my email and you can learn more things. But if you want to request a healing session or ask me questions right there, feel free to. And know that even though you signed up for an email, you can always, you know, just unsubscribe. But one of the things that you'll get is a heart-to-heart -heart meditation. It's an MP3 and a few little instructions will come in the first email that comes back to you after you sign up. So feel free to contact me in any way. Wonderful. Well, I'm definitely going to sign up for that. And that heart to heart meditation sounds very intriguing. So I'm sure it's something we got a little bit of a taste of that. And thank you so much, Leslie, for your time today. Really appreciate all the knowledge. 
and the energy work that you have imparted on us today. Thank you. This is a great way to start our day. Thank you. It was my honor and pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. So everybody, um, you can catch this on Journey Through Health and Wellness. And again, this will be posted onto my Facebook page, Natural Holistic Anti-Aging with Deborah Lee. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.